Oh, God, Father, hide me behind the cross tonight, God, and give your word as you have instructed me. God, hide me that the enemy can't find me. Hide me in your glory. Hide me in your majesty, God, for you are king of glory and mighty in battle. I would like everybody to turn their Bibles to the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel. This book was one of the most prophetic books in the entire Bible. Um, Daniel, as well as the book of Isaiah. Amen. One of the most prophetic books in the Bible. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to entitle this tonight, The Lion and the Lamb. The Lion and the Lamb. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is an awesome God, saints. God is there when we need him. When we call on him. Uh, he is a God more than enough. Um, my God, my God. He is the best thing I've ever known in my lifetime. Amen. And Daniel was uh, one of the people that was brought back uh, into Babylon after their kingdom was over, overthrown. Um, Daniel was one of the most eloquent speakers in the Bible, and he, ha he knew how to get in touch with God, as all of us. We need to have a time in our lives that we know how um, in touch and with God. Not just in touch with Him, but stay um, in His will. Um, stay in His glory. Stay in His majesty. Because there's no other name like the name of Jesus. That same Jesus that died on the cross, the same Jesus that covers us and keeps us, the blood of Jesus that holds us, and everything that we go through in our lives. Daniel, the definition or the, the meaning of the word Daniel means God is my judge. In other words, we're not judged by men. But we are ultimately judged by the living God. Um, and when we have a relationship, uh, again, Daniel name means God is my judge. Amen. Um, 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 I, I was, I've been praying this week. I always ask God and, um, so this is the way led me tonight. And this is called um, the Lamb and the Lion. Um, there's times in our lives it seems like we are consumed by the things in the world. And sometimes we feel as if we're consumed by emotions, consumed by money problems, 
consumed by lack of friendship. Sometimes we're consumed by husbands or wives. Sometimes we're consumed by many things in our lives that we don't have the time that we need to spend with God in order to build a relationship with Christ. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I must confess that um, the only way that I've really survived in my lifetime is because of a consistent prayer life. There should not be a day that we don't have at least 10 or 15 minutes to go to God, turning everything off or if you need some worship music, but we need to. That's the only thing that keeps us, and that's the only thing that keeps us from being devoured um, by the enemy. Amen. And when we don't have a consistent prayer life, and that was one of the things about Daniel. Daniel had a consistent prayer life. And because of that, the king recognized who he was, and he set him over many, many things um, in the kingdom. And, of course, the enemy always gets busy when they don't have the upper hand um, like we do in our lifetime. But there is always our God, our King, our Elohim, our, our Jehovah Jireh, our peacemaker, the the God more than enough. And this is the same God that Daniel served. Um, the Babylonians uh, at this time, they were a powerful nation, like much like the United States and a couple other countries. They were powerful. And, and they would go to different countries and conquer them. And, in, and representing their power, they would take their children from them. They would take their jewelry, their, their, their valuable possessions, and they would take them back to their country and put them in a place of reverence to say as if that I have conquered your God. And that's always why when they would conquer people, they would change their name, which means I have conquered you, so therefore I have conquered your God. And when we have get into uh, relationships with strange people or strange situations, that's what the enemy does. He sneakily goes about trying to destroy us, to hinder us, to block us, to stop us. Um, uh, from the things of God. But when we pray, actually the Bible says this, for when Zion prays, he brings forth. And we are considered Zion. We are considered his people, your ecclesia, as he talks about in Second Chronicles. I think it's chapter 7, 4. When my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek your faith and turn from the wicked ways, then you will hear from heaven and then I will heal your land. So um, you have to have a consistent prayer.
prayer life. There ought not be a day in our lives that we do not 15 or 20 minutes a day to meditate and to pray and to go to God, okay? Because you've fought with the enemy all day long if you're working. You've fought with your children. You've gotten in the grocery store and got so mad because somebody has provoked you to anger. So it's important, again, to have a relationship with Christ. So by the time we get to Daniel, the book of Daniel, the fifth chapter, um, uh, they go through a little process of suffering. Okay. And um, let's start here. Um, Basically, the backdrop is this. Daniel had power. Other than the king himself, Daniel had that prominent power. And then after Daniel, there was, they called them presidents, but there were like little uh, communities that had leaders. And they knew the power and they knew the favor of God that Daniel had. And so they began to proceed how to catch him in a way to basically move him out of the way. But how... You've got to know that when God is in your life, and when not just he's in your life, but he has a relationship. As For example, um, modern-day example, you can have a girlfriend. You can date, and you can do all these things together while you're a couple. There's no covenant contract. But when you have commitment to Once you have given your life to Christ, um, you have repented, you've uh, asked God to come in your life, etc., etc., then comes the contract with God. So each of us have a contract with God. Um, um, Like you have a contract in marriage, or if you have a contract, you have to pay off your car, or if you have a contract because you're renting out an apartment or a house. These are contracts. Well, it's like this in the Bible, that once you have a contract with God, there's certain things that you have to do. You must pray. You must fast. You must build a relationship. You must treat people right. Okay? Um, So those things are important. But the enemy got jealous of Daniel. Okay? And when he got... Um, uh, jealous of Daniel. They began to try to plot and to plan his demise or uh, find a way to get rid of Daniel. Okay? But God was in control of our lives. Um, and sometimes when we don't feel like there's no way, there are always a way of escape already at hand. All right. All righty. So let's start at here. Um, let's see. Praise the Lord. My God, my God. We're going to talk about the experience of when Daniel um, was in the lion's den. So, for example, when 
um, when the enemy got angry and they began to go to the king and, and let him know that Daniel was doing all this praying and, and they were upset. And so Daniel um, was put into um, the lion's den. Okay. All righty. So let's go to... Um, Let's see. 17th verse. I think that would be the one I'm writing here. My God, my God. Let's start at the 17th verse. That's Daniel, 5th chapter. All right. 17. It says this. And then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself, and give thy reward to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king, and make known of his interpretation. Well, that might be. Uh, hold on a minute. Uh, sorry. Praise God. Okay. Um, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Let's change Bibles. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you. Okay, this one's a little bit easier. This is the life application. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, Lord, I thank you. My Lord, my Lord. All righty. I'm sorry. It's sorry. It's verse, it's uh, chapter 6. Sorry. Daniel 6 chapter. And this is about Daniel in the lion's den. This one is the, um, like I say, the, lap, the Life Application Bible. Then Daniel learned that the documents had been signed, that he went into his house and went to the window, and in its upper room, open towards Jerusalem. They had a... Um, law that the Jews did that, that they would always pray towards Jerusalem. That's why today they would always say that the Jews eventually they will all come back to um Jerusalem. It says and he prayed three times a day and got down on his knees and he prayed and gave thanks to his God just as he had done before. So even though the enemy was coming after him, he was so committed to Christ that he prayed three times a day. And it is a custom now, even today, that the Jews do pray three times a day. Okay. And he continued to pray anyway. And he didn't stand up and pray. He says, well, he went on his knees and prayed. And gave to God thanks 
just as he had done before. Verse 11 says this, And then these men went as a group and found Daniel, petitioning and imploring his God. So they approached him, the king, and asked him about his edict. Did not you sign an edict uh, for 30 days that any man who petitions any god, small g, okay, that means the other god, um, uh, or man except you, the king, will be thrown into the lion's den. So once they heard him, Daniel continued to pray. They got back to the king and said, but king, you're the only one supposed to do that. And if you do it, you're supposed to um, talk to or uh, pray to our God. But here, Daniel, he's the second one in, in command, but you allowing him to do whatever he wants to do. It's almost like you're having a family. And one kid seems to have, at that time, seems like they have more favor. They they seem like they can get away with a lot more stuff than the average one. And then a lot of times the kids will say, oh, mama, mama loved this one more than me. But we don't realize sometimes that God is allowing us because all of us have dif- different es- destinies and destinations. And God knows what's best for us. He knows how he gets us to break us to learn from our mistakes and all these things. So a lot of times the kids will feel that they're mama's favorites. But God is allowing everything to happen. Okay. So now, um, let's go to verse um, 15. And then these men went to the king and said to him, You as king know. It is the law. And it talks about the law. Amen. Verse 16. And so the king gave the order, the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den and said to Daniel, May your God, okay, the large G, okay, that your God, whom you serve continually, Rescue you. All right. Remember that song years ago? Um, years ago, one of those secular songs, they would said, uh, rescue me. Well, here after the enemy had gotten together and plotted with the enemy, because basically they wanted Daniel's position. They, Daniel was the second one in, uh, in authority and the whole part of Babylon. This particular area, they were mighty warriors. They were tacticians. They had great power. They had great wealth. But because of the favor of God, you have to realize that we might not realize it, but God gives us favor. And there's something about supernatural anointing of favor. That favor will let you get a brand new car for a little nothing. That favor will uh, let you walk into a job simply because And they'll say stuff like, um, I don't know why I'm hiring you, 
but I like you. I, I, I you, you can get that job. Um, so God dispatches supernatural favor, and here is what Daniel had while the enemy was plotting. God had a plan, and then the king began to let him know. Well, that God that you serve, let him come rescue you. Since you want to disobey what I've told you to do, that even though I'm the king and I've given you all this power, you didn't listen to what I asked you to do. But when you have a prayer life with God, even when man will tell you to do certain things, when you have the favor of God and you pray and you have a relationship, then you can hear things. In the spirit realm. Yes, we hear things in the natural realm, but we hear things in the spiritual realm as well. So I can only just take my Holy Ghost imagination and think that Daniel says, well, God, I, I'm, I've committed my life to you. Um, I know I've said to myself often, God, I, I'm doing all that I can do to serve you. And it just looks like the more I try to do right, the more I, I try to trust you, the enemy will just sit and talk to you and your spirit, man. Okay. So Daniel was now was thrown into the lion's den. And back then, years ago, the lion's den was there or people that didn't work, didn't get along with the king or whatever. And so because if I put somebody in a lion's den, these ferocious lions would come and consume them. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us how many lions there was in the lion's den. Okay. And it was big enough to walk around in. Okay. But... They put him in the den, and I'm sure he began to talk to God and say, God, I love you so much, and I prayed, and if this is my last night, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to pray to you. I'm going to cry out to you. And then I can just imagine that as Dan, Daniel sat there and waited and the lion didn't come in, um, all of a sudden you hear the pitter-pat of the lions. The lions are ferocious animals. The lions are uh, 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 considered saintly and powerful and strong and tenacious. Uh, the word was in my book here, fierce. Fierce meaning take no prisoners. Fierce means um, uh, you will die before I die. Fierceness, what means that you're not going to come out of this. It's not going to be easy. And I'm going to actually eat you for lunch. And But Daniel had no fear. You'd never see anywhere in the scriptures where Daniel feared the lion. Um, and I began to study, and often when I see animals in the Bible, God began to tell me to go and study the characteristics of the animals. 
So let's just talk about, first of all, the lions. They're powerful. They're strong. Lions are considered, they, the word is pride, P-R-I-D-E. And they travel in a family. They, as much as about 30 lions together, male and female and babies or whatever. And that's because they always have somebody uh, having their back and to make sure they eat and make sure they're nourished and they have time of mating seasons. Okay. Um, and even the women, the female lions or the lionesses, they do most of the hunting for the food while the fathers are back there taking care of the children. And the one, the one thing about the, the lion is there's always one lion that's large and in charge. Okay. Um, because there was a loud roar. One thing about a lion is before you see the lion, you hear the lion because they want you to know I'm here. I'm here to destroy you. Okay. Lions are, again, are fierce. They take no prisoners. Uh, lions have an attitude that killed or be killed. And one of the characteristics of the lion I discovered the other day, uh, one of the few things about animals that the lions um, have small uh, uh, sweat glands. And so that's why they spend most of the day lying around because of the heat. Okay. And when they pry, they pry at night. They have a keen sense of vision. They have a keen sense of knowing their prey, their mating, their, their, where they eat, uh, where they live, uh, and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, the lions, um, one thing I like about, I learned about a lion was, that lions don't drink water. They might, um, for two or three days, they would not um, drink water because they have something built up in them that they can live for a day or two without drinking, whereas some animals have to have water regularly to survive and to keep up their strength. Um, now we go to the lamb. For after all, it's the lion and the lamb. Well, there was a man. This man in the, in the den was Daniel. But in Daniel himself, he represents um, God. Why? Because he was God in himself because he served the living God. And then I began to study about the attributes of the lamb. That the lamb was a quiet animal. Sometimes we have to take the attributes of from human beings that we have to learn to become quiet. Because when we're quiet, God can talk to us. When we're quiet, we can meditate. 
And one of the quietness, one of the attributes of the lion, the lamb, is to be gentle. Uh, the Bible talks about the fruits of the spirits. And we, there are times we can be ferocious, times we can be strong, but there also must have a time to be gentle towards people, gentle towards saints, gentle towards people that don't know God. One of the attributes of the Lamb is the word aloof. In other words, they're sometimes they're not very friendly. They're kind of uh, off to themselves. And that's part of the prophetic office sometimes, that they spend a lot of time with this uh, by themselves to study, to pray, to fast. Okay. Um, and uh, when man meditates, God sends his spirit sometimes to forms of angelic beings. And I believe that God himself sent an angel right in the midst of the lion's den. We don't know how. We don't know when. Because it is not normal for a human being and a lion to sit together all night long and not be eaten. Because the animals smell you before they feel you. Animals smell things. They have the characteristics of smelling things. Because the, and so to see that the lion and the lamb could lay down together and the same place, and not be attacked, that had to be the presence of God. Remember, the king said, Daniel, remember, let your law, your your God rescue you. So the lion, the, 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 the king himself spoke a prophetic word even in the den. So is it with us that God will speak a prophetic word, a prophetic utterance in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your indecisions, in the midst of all your turmoil, somehow, some way. Because I remember years ago, sometimes when I was going through with things with my kids, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a little kid would walk up to you and say, Mommy, it's going to be all right. Because the prophetic utterances that we go through in our, our lifetime are there to nurture us, to hold us, to keep us, cover us in every situation that we can handle. For when the enemy comes, God says he'll lift up a standard like the enemy. The enemy came to take Daniel out, kill him, destroy him. In the natural, God is sending things out to destroy us, whether it's covert 19, whether it's cars falling apart, or whether it's not having a decent place to live. 
God is standing there and dispatching his angels to make a way out of no way. That's why we must, as people, have to build on a relationship. I must not read the Bible all day long and not not get a word from God. I have many people ask me, Glenda, how do you study the Bible and how do you do this and how do you do that? Well, about 10 years ago or 11 years ago, whatever, I had a massive stroke. I had to learn to read, to write everything. So I would take my little pencil and write A, B, C. So once you give your life to Christ, or as you begin to grow in the gospel, you've got to go back to the basics of learning about God, learning his attributes, learning his good, learning his bad, what not to do, what to do, how to do it, how to speak, how to pray, how to fast. You're building a relationship, almost like having blocks. You know the ABC blocks? Well, as you begin to grow in God, you build these blocks and these blocks. And the more you pray and the more you fast and the more you seek the face of God, it's almost having a desperate prayer, almost like Hannah. Hannah wanted a child so bad that uh, because Peniah had said um, she had so many children and She wanted her own child because back then they made up in their mind that if a woman had not conceived a child, that she was considered that she was no longer blessed by God. She was no longer blessed to create the greatest greatest thing you could uh, have as a woman is to, to create another human being. So Hannah goes, um, there and begin to pray and to cry out to God because all she wanted was a child. Okay. Same way with our prayer life. There must be a time that we have pressed, have a desperate prayer. Not just, oh Lord, I praise you, Lord, I thank you, but a desperate prayer. Like, God, where are you? God, I need you. God, when you're going to move for me? God, I can't breathe without you. God, I can't think without you. We've got to get into a state of now that I need a desperate word from God. I need a desperate thought from God. I need a desperate, because if you don't move, I feel I'm going to spiritually die. Because when you get desperate, you pray harder. When you get desperate, you can't sleep because you know that I've got to hear from God. When you get desperate, when your whole world is turning upside down, all you can do is, God, help me. I don't know about you, but I've had many days that I've said to myself, God, help me. I don't know what else to do, but God help me. Where are you? God, did you leave me? But I know the word says that you will never leave me, God, but I feel like that you left me. And we've got to get that desperate prayer life. 
And I don't believe that God they, that Daniel prayed three times a day and didn't tap into the prophetic will of God to pray without ceasing. Pray till there's no strength in your body. Pray till you don't know whether you fell asleep. And when you fell asleep, you woke up again saying, God, you're still here. God, I can't make it without you. And I believe that in Daniel's prayer life, he, the Spirit of God, hovered around him. That the Holy Spirit held him in the midst of his desperation. In the midst when you, when everybody's walked off, left you, you don't have no hope, no nothing, and you couldn't come in front of your children and say, and let them know what's going on. So what you did is you fixed your face and you got back in the race and you kept moving. Why? Because you were desperate for God to move on your behalf. And I think that Don Daniel took this desperation to the maximum. And in my maximum, God came down and delivered. In my desperation, like here now in covert 19, Millions and thousands of people are dying left and night. And now we have to be in that mode of saying, God, I'm desperate for you. Desperate to save my children. Desperate, God, I don't care if I don't eat, but I'm desperate for your glory. I'm desperate for the anointing. I'm desperate because I can't make it. I can't breathe. I can't think. I can't pray sometimes, but all I know, God, is you said you shall provide all of my needs. And I put it back to you because your word says this, uh, you said, God, put me in remembrance of my word. So now, God, I'm coming to you and saying, God, I need your help desperately. And when the church and when the people of God become desperate, they'll forget about themselves and they'll forget about what they don't have and they'll get desperate and start witnessing the people and they get desperate to go feed people and they get desperate to do things just for no reason at all because they're desperate because they realize, God, I needed you and you move, you move for me. So now I'm going back and I'm coming back to my first love. That's what happened in the book of, of Revelations. He said, go back to your first love. Daniel brought from one country to another, changed their names. Change their quote unquote, their small g gods, and still had divine favor and prayed. Prayed. Even if you don't do it during the week, you can at least say on Saturdays or one day you're off or whatever, I'm going to set aside a Saturday that I'm going to pray three times a day. And it's not for ritual, it's for relationship. I remember when I was in my coma, 
one of the things I began to talk to God, and I said, God, my body is physically tired. I was going through so much emotionally. I just said to God, and I was sitting in the huge, huge hands, biggest hands I've ever seen. And he had these big, huge hands, and the hands were together. And I was sitting in the big palm of his hands, almost like in the huge universe. I began to say, God, I love you. And my body is physically tired. I'm going through so much that I just want to give up and die. I can't, I can't take it no more. And I began to say, God, take care of my children. Make a way for them. Because I was desperate. I was desperate. Same way, one of my, one of my sons passed away a long time, a while ago, and at one point, I was crying and saying, God, I, I did all I could do as I do. Did I do anything wrong? Help me, God. So when those desperate times come, God is making us in our tears. He's making us in our shortcomings. He's making us in all situations. He's making us. He's making us to pray. He's making us to cry out. He's making us. Tears is a weapon. I repeat that. God began to tell me one day that your tears, when I feel your tears, your tears become a weapon for the enemy. That your tears is a weapon to God. Your tears will destroy the enemy. Your tears, because you're going to your father. And you know how fathers feel about their children. Or they're supposed to anyway. Our father, our big father. He loves us. And when he sees us in tears. And he sees us in lack. And he sees us that he wants to bless us. Not because of money, not because of fame, not because of power, but because we love him. Well, here is Daniel. In the lion's den. Lions circling, remember, they have a pride, so they, they spend a lot of time together in the family. Probably couldn't, probably hadn't fit, um, fed them all day. And remember, the animals have to eat regularly. Okay? And now they're circling. But Daniel is holding on to the promises of God. But somewhere out of nowhere, Daniel remember the prophetic word out of the king's mouth. And he spoke, he said, that let your God rescue you. Out of the mouth of babes come perfect praise. Hallelujah. Out of the mouth of babes come perfect praise. For when we build, build 
relationships. For when we trust God, when we pray, when we fast, when we feed the hungry, when we do for people just because it's God, when we do, we end up with an abundance of whatever God desires for us to have. Because of our prayer life, and not just our regular prayer life, but a consistent prayer life. Consistent morning, noon, and night. Consistent, no matter what happens. Consistent, 366 days so a year, on a leap year. Consistent prayer life. Consistent, consistent, no matter what happens, no matter what I do. Set aside yourself a consistent prayer life as well as a consistent study life, a consistent ministering life, a consistent life. Carry your tracks. Do what you need to do. Uh, print out some cards uh, so people need to come and need prayer. Do whatever God has called you to do. Some of us have gifts for cooking. Some people have gifts for cleaning. Some people have gifts for children. You do what God has ordained. And how do you know, preacher, what is your gift, your calling? That thing which is the most easiest thing to do. I have my friend Dolores. She can just cook and cook and cook and cook and cook. Because that's her gift, and she's a minister as well. Dolores, she, um, uh, Shirley, she has the gift of gab, and she will just talk to you, and before you know, you feel like you've, you've known her all your life. Um, 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 um. So we have to find our gift, and whatever that gift is. But we have to stay in the will of God. For when the lion lies down with the lamb. The lamb has power, but the lamb has quietness. The lion roars, but the lamb is quiet. The lion has a prowess of of domination and strength, but the lamb is aloft and spends a lot of time by himself. But on this particular night, in the den, where there was no way out, they were locked in, shut in, and whatever they were. But the bottom line is God intervened and spoke in the spirit realm to the lion. So the lamb and the lion coexisted because of the power, the ability of God speaking through the universe to the den. And they coexisted together. And that's what we have to do as believers in Christ that the lion and the lamb coexisted 
They lay down together and they got a quiet sleep. The lion was no longer roaring, but they were resting together. And that's what God wants us to do. That's what happens when we pray. When covert titan is now running rampant in the world, roaring as a lion, taking people out, but the Lamb of God is sitting there, is in control. When the Lamb is roaring through the universe, that the, that this Lamb is roaring and destroying and, and taking people out by millions all over the world, the Lamb is roaring. But the Lamb of God is sitting there like a lamb saying, I am in control. I am God. I am the God more than enough. I am the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Why? Because the Lamb becomes the lion and the lion becomes the lamb. Therefore, we talk about the lion of Judah. The lamb and the lion coexist in the body of Christ. The lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. The lamb of God that supersedes death, destruction, hatred, uh, uh, envy, incest, everything great. The Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. That that's what we got to do. But with a consistent prayer life, we can live so that one day. When our bodies separate from our spirit man, the Bible says that we will live in eternity with God. It is important to have a consistent prayer life. And so now, as a prophetess of God, I speak it now. I want you, all of you, everybody on this line, close your eyes. Hold your hands up. We're going to talk. Father, we thank you now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the Lion of Judah. And we thank you for the Lamb of God. We thank you tonight that you're teaching us to pray the more, intercede the more, worship the more, fast the more. For the world needs a Savior like you. We bind the adversary and we speak from every country on this line. Yes, from the United States of America, as well as every other country 
that will hear it or can hear it. We speak to Africa. We speak to every country in Africa, because that's a continent. Um, we speak to Ireland. We speak to every country that might even hear this broadcast later on. And we speak salvation. We speak the blood of Jesus in the atmosphere. We speak it, and we not speak it, we command it. We command it from the four corners of the earth, the four corners of the earth, the north, the south, the east, and the west. And we speak it, we take control, that the minds and the spirit of the men and the women of God are the ones that are not saved and filled with the Holy Ghost now. And God, we implore you to move by your power, to move in such a way that their lives will never be the same again. I speak it to Dion now in the name of Jesus. I speak it in California, God, in the fires, in the bush fires. I speak it in the state of Washington where the fires are. I speak it to the state of Oregon now in the name of Jesus. I speak it Miss Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. I speak it now in the name of Jesus that no weapon formed against us are your people, your household. In the name of Jesus. And we speak to the lion, the lion of Judah. I speak it to the Lamb of God. And as I speak it, I hear and I see God moving. I speak it that our children shall be saved. I speak it that everybody, their children, our grandchildren, they shall be saved. And we speak it from the Panama, from the future that they will be saved. I speak it of future events that we will not be touched by the fires and the things of God. We speak it in the atmosphere because God has given the power of the prophet to speak it things and bring it into fruition. So we speak in the oracles of God that the lamb and the lion can lie down together and hold them in the arms of Daniel in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for hiding us behind the cross. We thank you. Save us all over again. God, we're so sorry that we met God have been praying as consistently that you would not have wanted. Forgive us, God, that our prayer life will be 
increase, that our family will see a change in us in a way that they might speak it to themselves. That you are doing something different, Lois. You might be doing something different, Sister Shirley. Erica, you're doing something different. Because the anointing, I stir up the anointing, even the more for your children to have such a great love for you. That job cannot get rid of you because it is ordained of God. For when the lion and the lamb lay down together in the spirit, we are unconquerable. We are undaunted. We cannot be moved by the Spirit of God in this place, on this line tonight. We are undaunted. We are unmoved. We are unchangeable. We are sitting. And I speak of fire in your loins right now, wherever you are. Vita, I speak of fire of the Holy Ghost now. That your children shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty, illustrious name. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we adore you. Lord, we magnify you. Lord, you are God. You are King of kings and you are Lord of lords. You are the master preacher. You are the master teacher. You are my God. In him, God, we shall trust. Now, if there's anybody on the line that um, wishes to um, speak now, um, you have the opportunity. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Apostle Erica. Hallelujah. 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 You want to make any comments or... Is um yeah. anybody else on the line? Okay, go ahead. We just thank everybody for coming in to in tonight on the Master of Prayer. Um, like I said, it's important and it is effective um that prayer prevails um in our lives, in our personal lives. Um, we can't do anything without that communication in order for us to even to function, not just in the spiritual portion, but also in the natural um, making decisions. Um, and it says pray without ceasing. Um, be persistent. Just like our Daniel. Um, in the way that that was the culture of um, praying. Culture of praying. Because there was a specific time frame that Daniel did have to pray. Um and there, um, it also, from those times, so three times, or three quarters of, of the clock, 
It also tells us that the different parts of warfare that is activated at those times. So prayer does prayer does um, is a essential key to our lives, to our decisions, or whatever decision that we you know we make. Um, that was a, that definitely was a powerful, inspiring message on tonight, um, woman of God, and that was um, awesome. And I just pray that everybody was able to listen and tune in. Um, there were people that were calling in, but I guess there were some issues with your Bluetooth. But um, to God be the glory um, that the um, that the word came came from. Amen. Yes. So, was there anybody else? Hallelujah. Uh, is Mr. Jack on the phone? Amen, amen. Okay. We, we thank you for the the mighty encouragement you gave tonight about prayer. And now more than ever, it's very much needed in, in the times that we are in. Amen. And like you said, from uh, continent to continent, uh, you know, Many places are dealing with fires and weather-wise, and even storms, uh, one after the other. But like mm-hmm. prayer, you know, we gotta we gotta keep keep on praying and keep prayer alive because when we we can do mighty things when we apply prayer in our lives and pray together, come together, and stand together mm-hmm. and trust God. Well, that's the most important thing ever is the prayer and. You know, trust in God in, in these times, and we're, everything gonna work out. Amen, amen. And just thank you for that blessing, encouragement tonight. Thank you for. That. Amen. This, amen. This is a time that we need to um, be more prayerful now than ever be before. This is um, this is time to be have that time with God because. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, at one point, one of the scientists said that we'll be going through this for at least a couple of years, you know. And um, so we have to continuously pray like never before um, and stuff like that. And just trust, trust God, not be fearful, but he's prayerful. And because um, God is looking at all parts of us. No, there's nothing hidden from God. Um, nothing is hidden from God. And when we do make mistakes, we just repent. Um, and and uh, because we're in treacherous times. Um, it's everything the Bible talks about in Matthew. For in the last days, men will become lovers of themselves more than loving God. Um, whether it's homosexuality or it's just doing anything you want to or no love for God, don't want to go to church, no relationships, say all kind of things to other people. Um, um, we are truly um, pretty close um, to beginning of the uh, end times. And so we really have to go back to basics, A, B, C, D um, kind of thing and uh, hold on to God Um like it's our last moment, our last deck, our second uh, in time with Christ. Um, and take no thought for tomorrow, um, for this is the day that the Lord has made, um, and stuff like that. And I've learned that I'm not doing this for 
people and doing this for God. So if one person gets saved or get a word to change their life or make them not want to commit suicide, that itself was enough right there because God knows. You know, that's one thing about as believers, we have to say that we don't have to prove anything to anybody. We just have to love God and do what's right. And writing always easy, you know, the saying, writing always easy, um, but it's the right thing because surely we're all going to die one day and, and then we have to answer to God. What we do and don't do, say what we don't say, go where we don't go, um, and stuff. Um, because this is when we come into the earth or the earth realm, um, but that's when he says we're going to have eternal life. So that means when we leave this body, we will still be living. But that means you're going to end up in hell or heaven, but you still would be in another place. So that's what he means, eternal life. Always life. Maybe in a different form, but we'll have eternal life. You know, so it's important to build that kind of relationship um, with God. Because um, the Bible also says that um, in, in, in God, when you get to heaven, there will be no marriage or giving in marriage. Um, but some scriptures, I think, tells you something about you'll be able to recognize, but you won't be married. Or, uh, well, so um, we just have to continue to do what we're doing and everything, and God will work everything out for us. Okay. Um, Ms. Erica, you're going to do the announcements. Go ahead and give the announcements again, and then we'll go close out. Go ahead and do announcements. Okay, announcements as follows. Um, Tuesday night, Tuesday night is in God's Word. Every Tuesday night, we tune in at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, that's the scripture in the later prophet, prophet J.L. Hallman on Tuesday night. So make sure everybody tune in at 9, 9 o'clock um, Eastern Standard Time, 18. Wednesday night we have Dr. Scholar's alignment with the Apostle Latin Faith, which is on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, <laughs> 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. And then on every Thursday night is a mantle prayer without very long. Yes. Every night that Wednesday, Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Sunday morning at 11.30, Eastern Standard Time is our Sunday morning manner. Amen. And I'm your speaker for that morning. Um, yes. We do have um, twice a month our it's, uh, Sunday Night Explosion um, and then once a month our Youth Explosion once a month on the line. We okay. have many other things that are coming up pretty sure we are having a men's conference and we also have okay. a women's conference which is all right. um so we um we will go ahead and put out those potential dates potential dates mm-hmm. and uh, dates and times when they uh okay. when they come closer um okay empowerment conference women is powers men men empowerment conference we have our youth coming up youth conference um mm-hmm. when i'm 
Uh, we also have Kingdom Builders segment mm-hmm. coming up. But we have a couple of things that are coming up. But, so everybody just follow faithfully um, on the LR Prophetic Shift Podcast Network throughout the week. Um, our website is um, erelrpropheticshift.wixsite. That's W-I-X-S-I-P-E.com forward slash podcast network. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T network, N-E-T-W-O-R-K. That's our podcast. That is our main uh, line, main place where everyone can download, listen live. Um, but okay. we also have the capability that we are on 12 radio platforms. So we're heard on bigger platforms. Uh, such as Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, we are our Breaker Audio, audio um, Radio Public now. Um, oh, and, and there's a couple of more. Um, we are um, expanding in um, it's, it's territory, God's territory. We just using us as schools, as coaches to spread the word. All right, spread the word. And remember that this is his ministry because he wants to take the place with his blood. Yeah. We are just the head coaches that have these assignments that God has assigned to us uh, to spread the word of God. Um, the word of God says that uh, we are to make disciples. That's where we're making disciples. You know, it's not about how many members you have in your church. I had to go there. How many this and how many that. The Bible does not say nowhere in the Bible making members. It says make disciples. Make disciples. Okay? Remember, guys, we are all the body of Christ. We are all members of the body of Christ. does not matter whether you have an office or title or not. We are all members of the body of Christ. Okay? Just remember that. We are all we got to slap ourselves a little bit to realize that this is not our ministry. This is the ministry that God put in place for us to run as ambassadors, as leaders, as uh, coaches, head coaches, mm-hmm. mentors, spiritual innovators. Um, so we just thank God for that tonight. Amen. Amen. I didn't know about we're in public radio, though. Thank you, Lord. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Thank you, Lord. All righty, if that's all, we will close out. Father, we thank you for the word tonight, and we thank you um, for uh, just receiving the word and delivering it to your people. That somebody might hear these podcasts. No matter whose podcast it is of us, God, but just um, reach somebody, uh, reach one, teach one, uh, pray for one. I guess it's for your glory um, and stuff like that. And we we praise you in advance and and we thank you for um, Minister Jack. We thank you for um, Apostle Erica and we thank you for them that 
um, they're consistent and they're with, with, we're doing this thing together. And then unity, there's strength. And we thank you for the unity and we thank you for the strength. We thank you for our apostle. Um, and bless him, cover him, keep him, uh, in the palm of your hand, um, like never before. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. And we thank you, saints. And you all have a great, great night. Amen. Amen. Okay. Good night, y'all.